Welcome to No More Desire. My name's Jake Castleman. I've had personal experience with what it takes to get clean and stay clean of porn. And now I'm helping others just like you break free and step into their new life. Through one-on-one coaching, daily check-ins, and life-changing material, I help others break free of porn and never look back. To discover how you can overcome porn addiction, go to nomoredesire.com. Hey, this is Jay Castleman with No More Desire. Welcome to the show. When you slip up with porn or another addiction, are you able to bounce back? Or do you spiral? Is a slip a learning experience for you? Or does it come out of nowhere and you have no clue how to prevent it in the future? Today, I'm going to give you the formula for turning a slip or a relapse, what can be a hopeless negative experience, into a learning experience. A slip, if dealt with the right way, can teach you a lot and can actually help you get clean. But you need to change the way you approach it. And if you typically go into a, you know, woe is me, hopeless victimhood mentality, which is easy to do, totally understandable, and I'm still prone to that in my life, on a, you know, just in regular life. If you go into that mentality, then a slip cannot help you. But if you practice shifting your mindset, if we, I should say, myself included, because I have other, you know, less um, obvious or less destructive, hopefully, addictions than porn addiction these days now, um, if we practice shifting this mindset and taking action, then we can come out of a slip stronger and more dedicated than ever. And that's not an easy thing to do, right? But it's, it's possible, very much possible. I spent years slipping and relapsing with porn. I also had other addictions Marijuana, alcohol, those were very destructive and harmful for me. And I remember the discouragement, the darkness, the feeling of being filthy and unworthy and ashamed. It sucks. It's a, it's a terrible feeling. Um, and I remember so, quitting so many times, so, so many times. I mean, I can't count the number of times that I quit and legitimately thought I was quitting. You know, I recommitted, I said, I'm done with this. I'm good. I'm, I'm never going back. And I lost a lot of trust for myself. Something that, uh, if you struggle with addiction, you can relate to. I wondered what's wrong with me. Why can't I just stop looking at these pictures, these videos? Why can't I, um, stop doing the behaviors that are associated with that, right? If you're a, if you're a guy or a girl, we know uh, that masturbation goes right along with porn use. Why can't I stop doing this? And I was facing and experiencing all these really terrible side effects. Social anxiety, uh, increased anxiety, depression. Uh, I was, I had very little confidence around women. My relationships were all messed up. I didn't have much patience for real relationships. 
I saw women as objects in a, in a very, very big way. And I didn't realize that I saw women that way or that that was abnormal or um, negative or such a bad thing um, until later in my life when I started coming closer to God and I started recognizing this way that I thought about other human beings. And it discouraged me. You know, I, I wanted to think differently. I wanted to be different, but I didn't know how. And that's why I'm on this podcast talking about these things right now is I want to help other people get out of that mindset, get better relationships, you know, love their spouse more, do more good in their lives, serve more, be able to change their thought patterns and habits, right? Change your thought patterns and your habits so that you can be the man or woman that you want to be, be the person that you want to be. And right along with that, as you become the person you want to be, you change these thought patterns, these uh, habits of mindset, you transform your lifestyle and your choices. Cleanliness comes right along with that. But we need to get practical as well with the addiction in uh, really breaking down what to do when we slip or we relapse so that it can become something that is a learning experience for us and that it's productive uh, because it can be very easy for it to be destructive, right? You know, what's strange about all of these feelings of being filthy or unworthy or ashamed all those things that we can feel after a slip or a relapse is ultimately they drive us back to the addiction because the brain values intensity, positive or negative. The addict mind, the base pleasure part of the brain or the very primitive part of the brain, limbic, limbic system, um, where all those good old chemicals come out of, it really just cares that something is intense. That's the natural man that Christ described, right? It cares that it's intense. It doesn't matter if it's positive or negative. It just wants intensity. So that's why it's important that we don't stay in that mindset after a slip, this feeling of being filthy, unworthy, ashamed. Um, we don't crawl inside ourselves, become isolated, because ultimately that is going to drive us back to addiction over and over. It's going to intensify the experience of the addiction, causing us to want it more. And I don't mean us as in uh, what I believe to be our true eternal selves or you know our, our conscience, right? the better end of, of us, the better side of us, but this natural man side of us, this addict brain, wants to go back to this thing that makes us feel filthy, dark, um, unwanted, unloved, ashamed, because it is an intense experience. And avoiding that mindset obviously is a lot easier said than done. And so I'm not saying it's an easy thing to do, but I am calling awareness for you to that place of shame and um, enormous guilt uh, guilt and regret is fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with guilt and regret. They can be very productive and lead to better decisions in the future. But shame, when we associate our mistakes with our worth as a person or our identity as a person, that 
leads us back to that thing again and again. And so this process I'm going to describe to you, these five steps I'm going to describe to you um, for what to do to bounce back after a slip or relapse is helping you disassociate the action, the mistake that you made, the slip with your identity and your worth as a person and turning it into a learning experience so that you can ask, what did I learn from this experience? How is this going to help me uh, become better for the future? How is this going to uh, be a springboard for me into further recovery? Even if I have other slips in the future, I'm learning from each one, right? And I'm becoming better and better and more and more uh, educated about myself and my tendencies and why I keep going back to the addiction. And this works for any addiction, obviously, not just porn. It can work for anything. So I'm going to give you five steps. But before we get into the specifics of how to do this, I just want to mention, if you have not downloaded, downloaded my ebook, it's completely free. It's on my site, nomoredesire.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to nomoredesire.com, scroll down the page a little bit and click get my free copy. That ebook is filled with information and um, steps and work that you can do as a person on your mindset, on your lifestyle to get out of addiction. It contains seven causes of addiction and explains those and then seven solutions for recovery. So you can find that at nomoredesire.com or go to the description below and click get my free ebook. So let's talk about the five steps. These five steps for what to do to bounce back after a slip or a relapse, it's all a written exercise, okay? Each of these five steps are all a writing exercise. And it's important to write them down so that we can reflect on them later and so that we can really think out what happened and go over what led us to the slip in the first place and what we can do from here uh, to avoid such things in the future and empower our recovery. If we don't write it down, um, it's much harder for us to really process through what we learned, what happened, and what we're going to do differently in the future. So these are all written. So step one is to separate the slip from your worth, as we were just talking about a bit ago. So write about that. Separate the slip from your worth. Okay, two places that our minds want to go after a slip are all or nothing. A lot of times us as addicts, we deal with a black or white type of thinking. At least that's been my experience personally, and then also in the people that I've worked with and also friends that I've had who struggled with addiction, 12-step meetings that I've been in, this black and white dichotomous, all or nothing thinking, uh, perfectionistic thinking is very common among addicts as far as I've witnessed. Um, and I think that others with more experience than me in the addiction field would, uh, would second that. So instead of going to all or nothing, or in other words, instead of saying, I'm a horrible person, I'm the worst, I can't believe I did this, I'm no good, I'll never get over this, I'm hopeless. That's all, right? That's going to be like, I'm taking on all the shame and all the weight of the world for what I did. Or nothing, which is to say, you know, it really wasn't that bad. And, um, you know, I, I mean, I only did it for like a half hour and 
um, it's really, really fine. I mean, like, I mean, let's be real, like I'm a guy. And so um, sexual urges are natural and watching porn is just like a normal thing anyway in the world. So it's not even a problem. And all those justifications, right, all the rationalizations, that's going to be the nothing end, all or nothing, right? That's going to be the other end of the spectrum. Those are two places our mind wants to go because it has trouble reconciling the fact that we did something that doesn't match up with who we want to be, what we want to do. We feel like we've betrayed ourselves and how are we going to reconcile that? So what we want to do instead is strike a balance, okay? Not to go to the end of I'm ashamed of all of this. I'm a horrible person. I can't believe I did this. This is who I am and who I'll always be. You know, I'm no good. I should go kill myself, right? All these types of thoughts that we have, we can have after a slip or a relapse and not to the nothing end of justifying and rationalizing. But instead, it is this idea of what I did doesn't match up with who I want to be or what I want to do. It doesn't define me. This mistake that I made is something I did. It isn't who I am. Again, this is important. This mistake I made doesn't match up with who I want to be or what I want to do. It doesn't define me. It isn't who I am. It's just something I did. Okay, so that's not meant, again, it's not meant to be a justification or rationalization of what was done. We have to own it. We have to fully accept exactly what happened. Okay, what did I do? What happened? Doesn't match up with what I want, who I want to be. Okay, and so really get deep into that mode and try to think of how an all-loving God would speak to you about this. He'd hold you accountable right? Not from a place of anger and, you know, to strike you down, but to say, hey, you did this thing again. It's not matching up with what you want as an eternal being. It's not matching up with your consciousness. You have some things you need to learn and some things that you need to change in order to stop being drawn back to this. In other words, some emotions that you're running from some situations that you're avoiding, some relationships that are struggling in your life that are causing you pain, uh, selfishness and self-centeredness that you're dealing with that needs to be turned to others' centeredness and selflessness and a close connection with God. These are the things that need to change, okay? But I want you to understand that what you did doesn't define you. You're a child of God, at least that's my belief. And you are not defined by this action, this one action. You can turn over a leaf any day. You can change your ways any day. So what are you going to learn from this? Then step two is to describe your slip. Again, write it down. Be specific. You don't need to get into the details, right, of exactly what happened, but state generally what happened and how it happened and what were the actions that led up to it. Right, if this is like 
okay, well, I came home from a stressful long day at work. I was feeling um, insecure because, um, you know, some things just didn't go well today or I didn't get as much accomplished at work as I thought I should. So I was dealing with some of that guilt. And, um, you know, I when I came home, I know that one of my rules or my boundaries is to leave the phone outside of the bathroom. I don't go into the bathroom with my phone. But I broke that rule and I went in and I was justifying what I was doing and thinking like, oh, I'll just like browse the internet or like just, you know, have fun for a minute or just distract myself with YouTube. And then very quickly it turned into a porn experience, right? And a relapse or a slip, right? So that so that's describing what happened, right? Describe what occurred. And then I already kind of, I already kind of addressed this, but step three then is what led to your slip specifically write that out and i would say that this is one of the two most important things um, about these steps what led to it you got to get really deep with this what led to your slip so prayerfully look back on the weeks the days the hours before your slip or your relapse what was your addict mind trying to avoid, escape, or soothe? What were the contributing emotions, the thought patterns, or the relationship issues? So think about that. Really get deep into that. What are these real emotions that led up to this? So it could be anger, right? Anger is very, very com- a very common uh, cause of addiction or something that drives our addictions because it's a dark emotion. It's a stressful emotion. It's also a selfish emotion. Um, and, and addiction is also a selfish act. And that's not me saying you're selfish if you're caught up in addiction or anger. I'm just saying it is a self-centered action, a self-centered emotion. It doesn't define who you are. It's just something, okay, anger is not helpful to me or those around me. It is a selfish thing, and so it doesn't make me a selfish person. I just know I don't want to go into that selfish space. So how can I, what can I do differently in the future to uh, stay out of that angry space, right? Okay, maybe that's going to be uh, something like deeply trying to understand other people, having compassion and uh, compassion for them, and seeking for insights into what's causing their pain or what they need or how I can help, right? Let me, let's, let's turn my mindset over to that. What led to that slip? Describe that. Describe the thought patterns. Describe the justifications, the rationalizations. Describe maybe conflict in relationships or ways that you're, uh, you know, placing yourself as a victim or you're villainizing others or you're, um, you're feeling sorry for yourself or, you know, you allowed yourself to go into a depressive space or you allowed yourself to get bored, right? Instead of uh, making plans of what you were going to do that day, you just sat around for two, two full hours with nothing to do. And now you've slipped and, and for you, you're, 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 you're left wondering, how did that happen? Look back. How did it happen? How did you get there? You can't let yourself be stuck in a, in a state of boredom for hours, um, or I would add, even for, you know, 20 minutes, don't, don't be in a state of boredom for, for even five minutes. Okay, focus on what you can be doing in your daily life in order to give your life meaning, help others, get busy with things, 
Uh, fill your life with good things. You can't just fill your life with nothing. Uh, that doesn't help, right? Again, I, I'm speaking from personal experience here. Then step four, what did you learn from this slip? Again, I'm kind of intermingling these. I, I uh, hope it's not confusing, but step four, what did you learn from this slip? What do you need to do differently in the future? What weaknesses do you have that you need to work on? What did you learn from this slip? What did you learn from it ultimately? What do you need to do differently? What weaknesses do you have that you need to work on? What are some insecurities that you deal with, right, that are, that are showing themselves? And just becoming aware of those things can be extremely helpful. If you can point them out and call them out and say, okay, I deal with social anxiety. Why do I deal with social anxiety? Because I desperately crave the approval of others. I want people to think well of me. Okay, well, that makes sense. I'm afraid that people will abandon me or that they won't like me. So that's something I deal with. That's a negative thing I deal with. Well, I'm going to turn my mind. Um, this is step five. What will you do differently from here? So if let's say it's social anxiety, I'm going to practice gratitude uh, for the relationships that I have, for the people around me. I'm going to focus on the great and awesome things about them and how cool they are, how loving, how positive they are, how funny they are, whatever it is. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus on gratitude for that. And then I'm going to focus on helping others feel loved and welcome. Uh, when I'm with them, instead of focusing on how can I make them like me, I'm going to focus on what can I do to help them feel liked. So you're going to change that, right? What new habits are you going to change? Or what habits are you going to establish? What situations are you going to stay away from, right? If you slipped up in the bathroom, okay, you're recommitting. I know what happens when I take my phone in the bathroom. It is not something that I'm going to be doing. I'm going and I'm going to tell I'm going to have someone else who lives with me hold me accountable, right, to this. Hopefully you have someone that is an accountability buddy. If you don't, uh, you got to establish that. So what are you going to what are you going to do differently from here? What new actions are you going to take? I hope this episode's been helpful for you. Um Again, if you have not downloaded my free ebook, go to nomoredesire.com, scroll a little down the page and click get my free copy. If you want to take recovery seriously, if you want to get over your porn addiction for good, then sign up for my coaching program. Go online, schedule a consultation. If you go to nomoredesire.com slash coaching, you can just set up an initial meeting for you and I to talk about your needs, talk about the program and how it's set up, uh, talk about how we're going to get you out of uh, what you're struggling with. That would be in your relationships, your emotional well-being, your mental well-being, spiritual well-being, all those types of things to empower your recovery and get you out of uh, this habit that has been burdening you your whole life. So go to nomoredesire.com slash coaching, set up an initial consultation with me. I'd love to meet with, with you, my friend. 
And last thing, leave a review for this podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it'd help me out a lot. If you leave a review, that way this can reach more people. We can up that algorithm and reach more people who need help with their addiction. God bless and much love, my friend. Everything expressed on the No More Desire podcast are the opinions of the host and participants and is for informational and educational purposes only. This podcast should not be considered mental health therapy or as a substitute thereof. It is strongly recommended that you seek out the clinical guidance of a qualified mental health professional. If you're experiencing thoughts of suicide, self-harm, or a desire to harm others, please dial 911 or go to your nearest emergency room.